Are you the kind of gal who isn't interested in how things used to be in the hair industry, who wants to hear from ladies who are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. Welcome to today's episode with yours truly, Lindsay Mayuga. I've decided that getting ready to go back into the salon with T-minus two days to go, I wanted to talk about just the mentality and the mindset of going back into the salon and what I've learned in quarantine with this amount of time away from my career, like never before we've ever, I've never taken a break like this. And I'm sure you haven't either, unless you've had a baby, but most hairstyles I know didn't even take 11, 12 weeks when they did that. So I guess what I'm really I don't know, passionate about is thinking about what we learned in this time and having the separation from something that feeds so much of us and mimics the feeling of having so much in your life that it can almost get you believing that that it's enough and that you don't need these other things like a family or hobbies or time to yourself. And I think that you can get going so quickly and kind of get the imitation of those feelings. And I know I did for so many years feel that I had it all. But, you know, had I gone into quarantine with that attitude of Lindsay of two years ago, I would have been in for a really rough awakening during quarantine. So if that's you, you're not alone. And there's a lot of people in that same lane that are two years ahead, people that are realizing it two years behind you. And I feel like when we go back into the salon, I was thinking about this on my walk today with my dogs. Let's keep the main thing the main thing. So I think for a long time, I my main thing was my job, you know, doing hair, you know, making people happy. And now with this time off, I really am realizing that the, my main thing is my family. And so that doesn't mean I don't love my job. It doesn't mean I don't care about my job. But I think that when you know what your main thing is and you live in alignment with that and say, I'm going to keep the main thing the main thing, I was thinking about it today, thinking to myself, I think I always thought whatever your main thing was meant you didn't care about the other things. And that's not what it means. I do really care about what I do, but if I know going in with a mindset and a mentality that my main thing is my family, I can have other things that I care about, but I got to keep the main thing the main thing. What does that look like for me? Oh man, it's going to look like really honoring my schedule. And that is something that I fall off the wagon time and time again on. And if I'm being really honest, I really look at my schedule right now and I start to like personalize it and think about all the people I enjoy and saying, oh my gosh, but she comes in every five weeks. And if I go look five weeks out, I don't have anything in five weeks. But then I slow my roll and I say, God, it's going to be awesome to see her. And she's going to understand. I mean, there's this mentality flip of not having to foreshadow and pre-book and plan ahead for other people because... I spent so many years with with plates spinning on both hands, both feet, and my head. Spinning going, okay, Sherry comes in 
every two and a half weeks, but in two and a half weeks, I'm going to have to pre, I'm going to, I'm going to hold her a spot. I'm done. So what I mean by that is I'm going to sit with the discomfort of no longer controlling and seeing and foreseeing and planning ahead and, and just let the cards fall how they're going to fall. Because if quarantine's taught you anything, and if this time in your life's taught you anything, I think that a lot of times we spend so much precious energy planning the next step or the next this, but then how many times in your life have you done that? And then it still goes a completely different way. So I think my, my just, I continue to come back to <clears throat> that I think for a long time I had my job all wrong. Like I love the artistry of hair. I love my clients. I love being there. But if I can separate and say, I love being in my backyard with my dogs. And if I can separate from the instant gratification I get from meeting someone's need, want, whatever, desire, then I can step back and extract myself from the moment and say, I love this time with you too. But it, it has a beginning and an end. And like my schedule has a beginning and an end. And it's not an open-ended schedule. It's 9 to 5.30. I've added a half an hour on to go back and be able to accommodate four people single pro, singly booked. So, I mean, I think that in, in this new environment to go back, and I think that I know that I feel a little nervous about staying in alignment with my priorities. And I can even look at Sunday and go, I've got two of the three people aren't pre-booked and I know they come in sooner than what I have available. I'm just going to take a deep breath and say like, my next opening is July 18th. I'd love to see you then. Let me know if you'd like to get rebooked or if going online works better for you. Do that at your convenience, but in a prompt manner because it's filling up. I got 150 people trying to get into 12 spots every week. And I think taking the responsibility off of ourselves and going, what's my main thing? If you're in a season of your life where your main thing is your career, maybe you do work a little extra. For me, it's not my main thing, but the, the misconstrued idea I had in my head, like I said before, was that whatever the main thing was meant nothing else mattered other than that. And that's just couldn't be farther from the truth. And my reality and my experience in this moment is I'm so excited about, I so care about my career. I'm still so into it. But I think that knowing that it's not the number one priority frees you up, but also doesn't mean you don't care. and doesn't mean that you don't, it doesn't get under your skin letting people down. But I've said it before, I'll say it again. If letting someone else down is what shows up for you, it's what showing up for you looks like in this season, then I think we need to get comfortable being uncomfortable with it. And I think that's kind of the work that I'm doing as I go back into the salon. It's, I mean, I guess that could be the work that we're doing, whether we work in a salon or not, but being able to stand in our needs and who we are unapologetically, but compassionately. And I've been also trying this mindset on that's 
Like, what if I'm a special feature? What if I'm not the go-to for maintenance hair color? Like, what if the life I'm trying to live, what if the things I'm trying to do and the schedule that I keep and the volume of people I see, I'm just trying on the idea that, like, what if it's awesome when we can see each other? But what if I'm maybe not a good fit for every two-week, three-week individual and just just trying that on because for so long I feel like I thrived on the consistency and the expectation and all of it and it just doesn't trip my trigger like it used to. I say this a lot that I think the healthier I've gotten and the healthier I've gotten, the less and less I need that pump up from my clientele and I'm grateful for them. And I'm going back into the salon with such gratitude for all my experiences and all the things that have brought me to this day, but with the perspective that I have because of everything I've been through. And the perspective is that it's been awesome, but I continue to evolve at a level in the last couple of years that for some people, it's probably too much. But I think for me... 19-year-old Lindsay, she tried so hard to be so good and so what everyone else needed for so long that I feel like the last two and a half years, she's been kind of in an expedited mode. And I think for some people it's been jarring, but like it has been so freeing to me and it has felt so authentic to me. And I feel like I'm really living my life like I've never have before. And so I guess I just want people that are going back into the salon with similar feelings or wanting to show up differently. Well, you are a different person. Every experience you have reshapes you, your, reshapes your perspective. I can look back at things that I pass judgment on and say, oh my gosh, until that happened to me, until I went through X, I, I pass judgment on that person. Did I have an ounce of an idea of what it was like to be them? No. And I think that we can flip that and say people really don't know what it's like necessarily to be us, not in the like victim mentality way. But what I say is like no one's ever going to see the, really the inside or inside workings of my business or the inside workings of my relationships. All they're going to see is the changes I'm making on the outside. And so for that reason, people are sometimes going to have the wrong idea and some people are going to misinterpret you. And so I love the Eleanor Roosevelt quote that talks about do what you believe in your heart to be true because you will be judged no matter what. And you will. And I have. And so will you. And so have you. But it still hurts. I mean, it's still like, it still feels like a knife going through your chest when you're letting someone down or someone's like, oh, really? And then that's the last you hear from them or, you know, it's just like, or an oh, wow, and then crickets. But at the end of the day, like, I love what Kimber said in her last episode about bless and release. And I think that that's what we're finding in this time is that thank you for your part in my journey just keeps coming up for me. Like what I want to say to the people of my journey so far 
regardless of if you go on this next leg with me and regardless of if any if some of your clients don't go on this next leg with you I have such gratitude for your part in my journey thus far and you know I think if we're honest a lot of us can look at our businesses before this time and our lives before this time and see times where we were forcing things to work Like how many times did you squeeze seven different people in when you were rescheduling them if you schedule it yourself and it didn't quite work for your schedule, but you made it happen? Okay, well, I'm talking to myself too because I did this too. But honestly, I was trying to fit something in that didn't fit. And why? Because I can't, I don't have the confidence or the self-worth or what to, to offer the actual available time that I have that works for that service. And I think I'm going to do it different this time because I never had the ability to really extract myself at this level from my business. And in doing so, I see how much anxiety it it provided in me to be doing that kind of scheduling, to be running that kind of business. And so, for instance, going back and not double booking and seeing two less people a day working a half an hour longer, I'm actually seeing it as a gift. And I'm seeing it as the nudge that I maybe didn't have the courage to take on my own. And maybe you're feeling like that too. And I feel we got we got a little whisper from the universe or whatever you believe. And my question to you is, are you going to take it? Are you going to take this opportunity? And are you going to make your career and your life what you actually want? And I believe that it starts with keeping the main thing the main thing, but also believing that you're worthy of the life you want to be living. Because if I'm really honest, for years... I felt guilty for having found the career that I loved. I felt guilty for taking time off. I felt guilty when I think I had good things going on in my life. And then I think from having a lot of hard times, it taught me that shame on me, but sometimes shame on the people that I had around me that were okay with me minimizing my ups. Because when you have downs in the last couple of years, I've had a lot of downs in my marriage and in my business life with my partnership ending that taught me that I sometimes think that I settled for playing small or not wanting to come across as like conceited or not humble. And so I didn't always celebrate the things that I feel were things worth celebrating And I think that when I look back at those things and I know what hard times really look like, we have got to celebrate our wins. And there will be people, because there have been people that have said to me, you seem like you've gotten really prideful since your move. And I 100% will tell you, I got healthy. I kind of turned to my faith when I had nothing else and found friends 
and have friendships that fell apart so that awesome friendships could happen and that there were people that could hear my messy story and they could hold it and and show up. And there were people that could never call you about it but could tell your whole hometown. Yeah, that happened too. But at the end of the day, people will be uncomfortable with you getting healthy and they'll make you feel bad for it. And I don't think you should not do it. And I didn't stop. It hurt my feelings that someone would, would, would imply that I've gotten boastful and kind of full of myself and prideful because that's something I've never wanted to be. But I know in my heart that that's not what happened. And I think that we don't owe people an explanation because I could have gone into this whole rant about what I've actually been through, but she didn't earn the right to my story. And I think that we have to get comfortable showing up for ourselves and people misinterpreting what that actually is because it brings things up in other people. If there's, a, if there's one thing that I've noticed more than anything... It's when one woman chooses herself after not choosing herself, and it's around someone who doesn't know how to choose themselves, they make you feel bad. I think that's just a good little tip to have going back into the salon, because you are going to rub people the wrong way when you show up loving yourself, or when you feel worthy. Like, do you know how much work it's taken to feel worthy of the life that I have, and to feel worthy of the schedule I have, and to feel worthy of just everything. And I have to just say to myself, that person's not supposed to be on the next leg of my journey because it has not been a cakewalk and it hasn't been all Instagram girl power posts. There's been a lot of self-reflection, a lot of looking inward. There's been so much responsibility that I've had to take for my part in showing up in in these areas of my life and accepting and what role I played in all of it because I did play a role in all of it but why does it take us hitting the fucking concrete excuse me trying to swear less for us to actually feel like our good times don't need to be so minimized or like quiet. You know, I don't know. I just, and then there's those people that are just like me, me, me. I know I'm not that way. So if me showing up and being able to be excited for myself is too much for you. Thank you again for your part in my journey. But I think this is your stop where you get off. I wish you well, good day and goodbye. But I guess just wanting you guys to go back into the salon with confidence and real confidence because real confidence starts inside of you and radiates out from there. And I think that the fake imitation confidence that I had for so long came from the outside in. And it, it, it made me feel like I was confident, but it was an illusion because confidence doesn't come from other people. And feeling good about your business decision doesn't come from other people. It it needs to start with you. And so maybe just contemplate on a walk this afternoon. What's your main thing? And then just go from there. 
and know in your heart that you can care about other things and you can love other things and you can be passionate about other things. Because I've always felt like you could only have one. You know, it's like you get the career, you get kind of like a, a side family. You get the family, you can't really have a career. All those are limiting beliefs. So you have a main thing, but then you can have other things that you care about. But they have to fit after the main thing. And for so long, I think they've been in competition or there hasn't been a clear differentiator between what's the main thing. And for a long time, my main thing was my career. So I think even if you're realizing that you've actually made the thing that isn't your main thing your main thing, again, you've got time. You can change it. And I mean, for 12 years, I kind of did it wrong. But it wasn't wrong because it was what I was supposed to do. It was where it was supposed to lead me. And it's here in this moment sharing these experiences with you. So I guess pour one for the homies. Have a wave-making day, my friends. See you on the flip side.